Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, August 30th. This is your FT News Briefing. Morgan Stanley seems to be getting nervous about a federal probe into its block trading. Airlines, meanwhile, are nervous about a winter chill. Plus, UK Foreign Minister Liz Truss looks like she'll be the next prime minister. She's already ruffling some feathers in Washington. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Morgan Stanley has been under federal investigation into its block trading, which is basically when banks are hired to sell a large number of shares in a publicly traded company. And now the FT has learned that Morgan Stanley has placed an internal lawyer in its block trading unit in order to beef up supervision. The FT's U.S. banking editor, Josh Franklin, says the move shows just how seriously Morgan Stanley is taking this investigation. So what we understand is that uh, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, has been looking into this for several years now. But things really did gather momentum after the collapse last year of Bill Wong's family office. I'm sure FT listeners will remember Arkegos Capital Management and the big story that that was last year. And there were a number of block trades that kind of precipitated the collapse of Arkegos. And the trading around that has increased the scrutiny around block trading, and it resulted in the Department of Justice then also taking a look at this area. And now it seems to have uh, Morgan Stanley in its sights. So Josh, how big are these blocks of shares being traded, and who are regulators trying to protect with this investigation? So block trades, they're very large chunks of shares. So it could be you know hundreds of millions of dollars worth of a, of a company's stock coming to market in a single block of shares that maybe gets parceled out to a group of different investors. Often they're they're hedge fund investors that are the buyers here. And it really is a big business. Uh, Morgan Stanley is the number one bank in block trading on Wall Street. So they are the kind of bank with the biggest target on their back. And the people who the SEC and the DOJ may be trying to protect with these kinds of investigations are the everyday investors who, who maybe will feel like the market is being manipulated by people who have who are able to trade on advanced information, material, non-public information, uh, and people who feel like they have an unfair disadvantage relative to certain investors who may be getting tipped off to some of these trades. So now Morgan Stanley is sending one of its own lawyers to oversee its block trading unit. What would this lawyer do? So I think what the internal lawyer is there to do is really to provide some legal oversight into an area of finance that really can operate in a bit of a gray area. But also it's there to answer any legal questions that the bankers may have. If they feel like they're going into a gray area, they can get pretty clear black and white guidance. From everything I hear, this it's been a you know not a, an unhelpful thing to have, and we understand as well that this is part of a broader approach by this team to try to be more conservative about the ways in which they're engaging with the market around block trades. Uh, so this really is just one of the most visible ways in which Morgan Stanley is trying to take a more careful approach while these very serious investigations are ongoing. Josh Franklin is the FT's U.S. banking editor.
Airline executives may have dreamed of full flights during the height of the pandemic, but when COVID restrictions eased, the summer's flood of passengers created logistical nightmares. And now a slowing global economy could threaten the airline industry's recovery. Airlines have already been shaken by rising fuel costs and staff shortages. Now they have to worry that high inflation and soaring energy bills will eat into disposable incomes and lead to fewer passenger bookings. In the UK next week, members of the ruling Conservative Party will vote for a new leader, and that leader will be the country's next prime minister. The frontrunner is Liz Truss. She's currently the country's foreign secretary. The FT's Felicia Schwartz looked at how Truss would manage relations with Washington. Hey, Felicia. Hi, how are you? I'm doing all right. So Truss being foreign secretary, she's already been working with the U.S. So what kind of relationship should we expect if she's elected prime minister? I think that she is someone who has formed relationships at this point with folks in the Biden administration. And overall, you know, it's very hard to have a bad U.S.-U.K. relationship. The The disagreements or squabbles are sort of on the margins, but she is someone who has a very blunt style. People described her as sort of very black and white, you know, there's not a lot of nuance always in her in the way she sees the world and the, and the foreign policy positions that she supports. And, and the, the two sides have worked very closely, notably in their response to Ukraine. Although, as you mentioned in your article, Trust did irk a few U.S. officials when she raised the idea of a massive reconstruction plan for Ukraine. This raised some eyebrows in the Biden administration because they felt like, you know, who is she to kind of talk tough on this when, you know, in fact, the U.S. has been giving billions more in lethal and, you know, economic assistance to Ukraine. It's it's, it's easy to come out and say, you know, we need to do X, Y, and Z. But, you know, they felt like this was kind of tough talk when behind the scenes the U.S. was, you know, working very hard to kind of funnel tons of money and assistance to Ukraine and not always getting the credit for it. So how much of this tough talk by Truss is just for show, kind of a display for her conservative base back home in the UK? Basically, I think one, it's a very open question, right, of how wedded she is to any of this. Like, she's got a lot of reasons to, you know, want to have good ties with the Biden administration, to want to, like, avoid conflict, to want to work together. Um, but at the same time, like, this, her support in, among conservatives lies in the kind of far right of the party. So she has made a lot of promises to these folks, and she needs them to stay in power. But I don't think that there's huge expectations that the U.K. foreign policy will be radically different under trust. Uh, maybe stylistically a bit different, rhetorically a bit different. But there have been other times that, you know, leaders have had tensions, Obama and his British counterparts, like snubs over gifts and this, that, and the other, which, you know, we all enjoy reading about, but don't necessarily at the end of the day change either side's ability to work together. Felicia Schwartz is the FT's U.S. foreign affairs and defense correspondent. Thanks, Felicia. Thanks for having me.
Before we go, we have a scoop on a transatlantic star-studded sports deal. The FT has learned that the New York Yankees plan to take a minority stake in AC Milan. That's Italy's champion football club. The American baseball franchise, the Yankees, is partnering with a Los Angeles investment fund and the U.S. private equity group Redbird, which is closing in on this 1.2 billion euro acquisition. They're buying it from its current owner, the U.S. hedge fund Elliott Management. And the deal shows just how excited U.S. investors are to buy into the world's favorite sport, even if it's not that popular back home. And there's another American sports celebrity involved. Basketball star and Los Angeles Laker LeBron James would be a passive investor in the AC Milan deal as well. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover... Who was their best mentor? What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.